Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman. I'm Rabbi Avram Goldray, and today we're Sechus Beya Daf Yud, the first parak based on Shalnol the Biyantav. This is going to be an abbreviated shir. So the three dubs are going to focus on number one. The next mission discusses how the muksa status of the birds in the dove code are removed. One may not take doves from a dove code on Yantiv unless he handled those very doves while it was still day, meaning before Yantiv. But Basil will say, It is sufficient that one stands before Yantiv and says, I'll take this dove and that dove without actually handling them. Rav Chanan Barami said that the Malchokas is with the Bricha Rishona, the first brood of the season. Rashi explains that bird keepers leave the first brood of the new season as company for its mother. We decree that doves must be handled before Yanta because if one were to make a mere oral declaration, he might change his mind and decide to spare them when he takes them in his hand. But Basil hold we make no gazer. However, in regard to the Bricha Shnia, the second or any subsequent brood, Everybody agrees a verbal declaration is enough to remove their muksa status. Pointing to the next Mishnah states, Zimin Shechorim Matzu Lavanim, Lavanim Matzu Shechorim Asurim. If one designated black doves before Yantav, and then on Yantav found only white ones, or vice versa, the doves are prohibited. When the Gemara questions the point of this obvious ruling, Rabbi answered that the cases where he designated black and white doves, each color group in its own pigeonhole, and when he arose, he found black doves in the place of the white ones, and white ones in the place of the black ones. Now, one might have assumed that these are the same ones he designated, and they merely switched places. The Mishnah's come to teach that they are usher, for it might have occurred that the designated doves flew away, and these are different doves in the dove coat. The Gemara suggests that this supports Rabbi Hanina's principle of rov v'karov holach achar rov. When a conflict arises between the principles of rov, the majority, and karov, proximity, follow the principle of rov. The Gemara rejects this proof, saying that the case involves a dovecoat with a platform in front of it on which birds from elsewhere constantly roost. Therefore, even if one assumes the birds came from the closest location, they're still muksa since the majority of birds are muksa. And point number three, the Mishnah say that if one designated three doves, but on Yanta found only two, they are permitted. The Gemara explains that we assume that the two doves were the ones he originally designated, and the other one flew away. Now, the Gemara raises a difficulty, as it seems, the Mishnah is in accordance with the Rebbe, who argues with the Rabban in the case where one placed two mana of Meister Shane in a box, and later found only one mana. Rebbe holds it, it is assumed, one mana remained in the box, and one was removed. Whereas Rabban holds, the money in the box is all Hulan. Rashi explains that people do not generally separate their collection of Meister Shane money before taking it through Shalim. The person must have forgotten that he had removed the Meister Shane and put Hulan in their place. The more answer is that we can say our mission accords with the opinion of the Rabban. For Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Lezer both said, Young birds are different than coins, inasmuch as they tend to hop about, each one on its own. Therefore, one bird may have wandered away from the other two. The Gemara questions this answer. So once again, the three points are number one. The next mission discusses how the muksa status of the birds in the dovecote are removed. Beishamai say, one may not take doves from a dovecote and yantav unless he handled those very doves while it was still day, before yantav. But Basil will say, Omid va'omer aninotel. It's sufficient that one stands before yantav and says, I'll take this dove and that dove without actually handling them. Rav Chanan Barami said that the Malchokas is with the Brich Rishona, the first brood of the season. Rashi explains that bird keepers leave the first brood of the new season as company for its mother. We decree that doves must be handled before Yanta because if one were to make a mere oral declaration, he might change his mind and decide to spare them when he takes them in his hand. But behold, we make no gazer. However, in regard to the Brichashnia, 
the second or any subsequent brood, everybody agrees a verbal declaration is enough to remove their moksa status. Point number two, the next Mishnah states, Zimen Shechorim Matzah Levanim, Levanim Matzah Shechorim Asurim. If one designated black doves before Yantiv and then on Yantiv, found only white ones, or vice versa, the doves are prohibited. When the Lord questions the point of this obvious ruling, Rama answers that the case is where he designated black and white doves, each color group in its own pigeonhole. And when he arose, he found black doves in the place of the white ones and white ones in the place of the black ones. Now, one might have assumed that these are the same ones he designated and they merely switch places. The mission is coming to teach that they are usher, for it might have occurred that the designated doves flew away and these are different doves in the dove code. The Gemara suggests that this supports Rabbi Chanina's principle of rov v'karov holach acharov. When a conflict arises between the principles of rov, majority, and karov, proximity, Follow the principle of rove. The Gemara rejects this proof, saying the case involves a dovecote with a platform in front of it on which birds from elsewhere constantly roost. Therefore, even if one assumes the birds come from the closest location, there's still muksa, since the majority of birds are muksa. And point number three, the mission state that if one designated three doves, but in Yanta found only two, they are permitted. The Gemara explains that we assume that the two doves are the ones he originally designated and the other one flew away. Now, the Gemara raises a difficulty as it seems the Mishnah is in accordance with Rebbe, who argues with Rabbanan in the case where one placed two mana of Maishashani in a box and later found only one mana. Rebbe holds it's assumed that one mana remained in the box and one was removed, whereas the Rabbanan hold the money in the box is all chulun. Rashi explains that people do not generally separate their collection of Maishashani money before taking it to Shalim. The person must have forgotten he had removed the Maishashani and put chulun in their place. The Gemara answers that we can say our Mishnah accords with the opinion of the Rabbanan. Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Lezer both said, Shani Gozlos, Dados. Young birds are different than coins inasmuch as they tend to hop about, each one on its own. Therefore, one bird may have wandered away from the other two. The Gemara questions this answer. All right, so now we get our Simmer Duff Yud, and our standard Simmon is a minion of Yidden. A minion of Yidden. So here goes. The minion of bird keepers waiting for the tenth man, who is busy handling his doves from the first brood were distraught as they saw that the white and black doves didn't stick to their color-coded dovecoats, while a young little bird left his group and hopped away. Once again, it's slow motion. The minion of bird keepers, minion, that must be more dove, yud. The minion of bird keepers waiting for the tenth man, who was busy handling his dove from the first brood, which reminds us that the next mission discusses how the muksa status of the birds in the dovecoat are removed. Beishamai say that one may not take doves from a dovecoat on Yantav unless he handled those very doves, Erev Yantav, but Basil say it's sufficient that one stands before Yantav and says, I'll take this dove and that dove without actually handling them. Rav Brahmi said that Malkokos is with the Brich Rishtona, the first brood of the season. So the minion of birdkeepers waiting for the tenth man who was busy handling his doves from the first brood were distraught as they saw that the white and black doves didn't stick to their color-coded dovecoats. Which reminds us that the mission was coming to teach that in the case of finding white doves in the pigeonhole one had designated for black ones, and black ones in the pigeonhole that he designated for white ones, that they are also for it might have occurred that the designated doves flew away and these are different doves in the dovecoat. The Gemara suggests this supports Rabbi Chania's principle of rov v'karov holach acharov. When a conflict arises between the principles of majority and proximity, we follow the principle of rov. The Gemara rejects this proof, saying that the case involves a dovecote with a platform in front of it, on which birds from elsewhere constantly roost. Therefore, even if one assumes the birds came from the closest location, there are still muksa since the majority of birds are muksa. So the minion of bird keepers waiting for the tenth man who was busy handling his doves from the first brood were distraught as they saw that the white and black doves didn't stick to their color-coded dovecoats, while young little bird left his group and hopped away. Which reminds us we compare a case of designating three birds and finding only two to putting aside two mana of my and finding only one. 
since birds hop around, it's presumed one wandered off, and therefore the other two are presumed to be from the original three. Whereas with a Maishosheni, the Rabbanon hold that since people generally do not separate their Maishosheni money before taking it to Yushalayim, it must be the person forgot that he took all the Maishosheni money and replaced it with Chulun. So once again, the minion of bird keepers waiting for the tenth man who was busy handling his doves from the first brood were distraught as they saw that the white and black doves didn't stick to their color-coded dove coats, while young little bird left his group and hopped away. All right, that concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Avram Goldham Zichru wishing you a great day and great learning.